There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Jenny. Hi. Welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. Fantastic. Here are your three headlines. You pick the real one, and you're going to go to the New Kids on the Block concert, okay? Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So this is the real one. A guy in Canada is so exciting, so excited it warmed up to 12 degrees, he goes for a drunk joyride on his lawnmower. Is it B? A woman is pulled over for using her phone while driving, and she also had a goat in her lap. Or C, two drunk idiots shot each other with a bulletproof vest on, then showed up at a hospital with an absurd cover story. It was C. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on the news. I couldn't believe it. I know. Isn't that just plain goofy? But yeah. you know what? The other two are real as well. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I know. I had to throw those in because they're goofy, too. <laughs> so let's start with C, the one that you picked. Uh, two, ne- two neighbors in northern Arkansas showed up at a hospital on Sunday with chest pain and severe bruises, and they initially lied about what happened, but then came clean. Turns out one of them recently bought a bulletproof vest, so they decided to test it out by putting it on and shooting each other. <laughs> and yes, they had been drinking. Uh 50-year-old Charles Ferris wore it first, and he had his 36-year-old neighbor Chris Hicks shoot him in the chest with a 22 caliber rifle. Luckily, the vest did work. It stopped the bullet, but he was angry at how much it hurt because, I mean, it's, it's you know, even with a vest, it's blunt force trauma, so... I mean, do they think bulletproof means painproof as well? <laughs> I guess. Obviously, they did. I, I mean, don't know. They weren't thinking clearly to begin with, so I don't know why any of that would have came in their brain. Yeah. Uh, but he was angry at how much it hurt, so he told Chris to put the vest on <laughs> and unloaded a clip into his back. <laughs> Ooh. Fortunately, it stopped all those bullets, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Here's a, a clip from the news report. Uh, the local news has a worried neighbor who has his voice disguised. The, the, evidently, oh, I'd be these, nervous too. Yeah. Two next door neighbors were at one of the men's homes sitting on the back deck drinking. They then decided to put on a bulletproof vest and took turns shooting each other. Hicks shot Ferris in the chest one time with a 22 caliber semi-automatic rifle. Ferris then took the vest off and Hicks tried it on. 
Now, according to the police report, Ferris was mad about getting shot and how much it hurt. So he then shot Hicks several times in his back. I have three kids, two of them still live at home here in livestock that's right next to them. And they shoot, you know, as many as 50 to 100 rounds at a time. I just want to make sure that it's not just left hanging, no charges. You know, there has to be something done about it with the children that were present. You know, uh, if nothing's done, it could escalate into someone getting seriously injured next time. Maybe somebody that's not on their property. Oh, wouldn't you love to have them as neighbors? No. Uh, The best part (laughs) is their cover story, though. Evidently, Charles didn't want Chris to get into trouble, so he claimed they were paid $200 to protect a, quote, asset. You know, like something out of a movie. And then they <laughs> they claim they got into a shootout while they were guarding the asset. Anyway, uh, Charles' wife blew their cover when she got to the hospital and told everyone that uh, her husband is an <laughs> idiot. Idiots. Yeah. So now they're both facing charges for <laughs> aggravated assault and up to six years in prison. So there's that. Uh, here are the other two stories. I'll work my way backwards. Uh, your B story cop in Marlboro, New Hampshire, pulled over a 60-year-old woman on Monday afternoon for using her phone while she was driving, and she just happened to have a baby goat on her lap. Plus, it turns out she also didn't have a valid driver's license. She only wound up getting a ticket for the license, though. The cop decided to let her off with a lecture on the dangers of distracted driving for the whole phone and Mm. goat thing. And after this winter, I can kind of see where this guy is coming from. Cops in Anticoken, oh, Atticoken, which is in northern Ontario, Canada. They pulled over a 31-year-old guy last week after he took his riding lawnmower for a drunk joyride. Uh, And the reason was because he was so excited it was warming up a little and summer was on the way. What does warming up mean in northern Canada? The day he went for his ride, it was a whopping 12 degrees Fahrenheit. Heat wave. That temperature is way up from back during the polar vortex when it got in. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. In the minus 20s and it was the warmest day since October. So he was really excited about that and decided to go out and enjoy so that heat wave. Enjoy exactly. the day. Cincinnati's Q102, it's Jeff and Jen, 722, cloudy skies, chance of a few light showers and a high of 67. Right now, 51. Fritz was just talking about how excited she is about Kroger. Yes, I am. Tomorrow, I am going to be at the, I have to get the location, so stall for a second. Okay. <laughs> because I don't want to say the incorrect one. You want to make sure you get the right neighborhood Kroger. Yes, because I'm going to be, I believe it's um, Monroe is the name of it. I was going to say Morrow, but I was like, that's not right. It's, it's in Monroe. It's the Kroger Grand Reopening on Heritage Green Drive. I'm going to be there tomorrow morning from 9 until 11 a.m. Perfect. 
I'm you can be- stop at the outlet mall on the way home. Can't wait. <laughs> this is a big deal because, you know, it's it's not an easy thing to have you leave early during the morning show with everything you've got going on. So, you know, for you to be like, yeah, I'll definitely do that. That's you got to be pretty excited about it. Plus, I'm so excited. I just love experiencing new Kroger's. Is it the one that has the clothes? Some people get excited about shoes. She gets yes. excited about Kroger's. Yes, I'm wearing a new shirt from Kroger. Is it the Very dip line? Nice. It's the dip line. I like this. And I, it's stepping, he's stepping outside of his comfort zone, too, because this is color. Yeah. You know, he's got green on. I enjoy this. That is a nice color. And some New Balance shoes I got at Kroger yesterday. Very There's nice. A, look at you. I know. Little they, shopper. They've been expanding the dip line, I can tell, at the Coleraine Kroger when I was there the other day. They have all kinds of really fun stuff for your kids to wear. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm all. I was looking at these really cool. I don't know. I guess they're like vintage T-shirts, and they were short sleeve. And of course, you know, one of my favorite things is T-shirts. And I'm like, oh, these are soft. These are a great material. And then I realized these are women's T-shirts. It <laughs> well, <that> doesn't <laughs> stop most men that <laughs> like true. a good T-shirt. That's true. Yeah. You should check it out. So tomorrow morning, we'll be checking in live with you guys. But if you're listening and you want to join us tomorrow, Monroe, Ohio Heritage Green Drive, nine a.m. All right, uh, police are working to confirm the identity of this kid this they found so yesterday. I, I couldn't believe this was happening as it unfolded. This kid is saying he escaped from captivity, fled across a bridge into Kentucky, and told cops two guys were holding him against his will, had been, for years. For like eight years, since he was six years old. He's 14 now. He's been missing from the Chicago area since May of 2011, they said, well, what's your name? He identified himself as Timothy Pitson, the name, the very same name of that child who disappeared from the Chicago area in May of 2011 when he was six years old. Isn't this crazy? They're waiting for DNA tests to come back today to confirm that it's him, but wild story. They asked him, they said, when's your birthday? He said it's, it was October 8th, 18th of 2004. And uh, Timothy's actual birthday is on that date, and he's now 14 years old. He's yeah. the same age of that kid. If this so is him, how awesome that he got away from these dudes I know. and is still on earth with us. Right. But how long does it really take to do the DNA? I they mean, think I just... they may know this afternoon, okay, actually. Okay, great. Because mm-hmm. I feel like we should have instant results. I yeah. don't know. Well, no law enforcement agency has officially identified him as Timothy Pitson yet. Uh, the investigation is ongoing, and evidently we're told they had the DNA at the FBI field office in Kenwood, and we may know as early as this afternoon. So many questions, though. It's like, hey, what were these two dudes doing with the kid? How did they end up with the kid? What's the story with his mom, who was found, what, she had picked him up at school? Mm-hmm. Yep. On the uh, Or around yeah. the time that he was... Yeah, they went on this road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, they went on. They went to a couple of amusement parks. They went to a water park, and they had video captures of them. That was the last place I believe they have a, like a positive ID on him is at a water park in Wisconsin. And then they found her dead in her car with a an apparent suicide is what they called it at the time, right? It appeared that she took her own life. And left behind a cryptic note. Um, they found her body in Rockford, Illinois. They did find some of Timothy's blood. So they have DNA that they can compare to 
this individual that they picked up yesterday. But it started out when somebody called 911. They spotted this teen in Newport in the 740 block of Columbia Street, and he was acting very skittish and nervous and was asking people to call 911. He was very scared. Uh, He was avoiding people, initially said he was lost, Um, looked like uh, the side of his face may have been injured. He looked like he'd been jumped, according to one witness. And uh, that's when the police rolled up and they asked him who he was and they ran his name through and they're like, holy crap, if if this really is in fact him, Mm -hmm. this is big. What kind of is scary to me, too, is he was saying that he was with these two dudes. They're still out there somewhere. Right. Right. That we know of. That we know of. I mean, I know they don't always release all the information. but Yeah, they said, who's been holding you captive? He said, uh, two white guys. And he described some tattoos, but that's really all we know at this point. It's just a terrifying story. And, you know, the reporters, they reached out to the family. He's originally from Aurora, Illinois, and they talked to the family members. And evidently, it's been so many years, they've gone through so many instances of false hopes that they're they're, they don't want to get their hopes up, you know? They're, they're scared. They're cautiously they're, optimistic. They're hopeful, but yeah. they're just like, oh. Yeah, and I mean, I just, we've had so many stories, it seems like, in the past 15 years or so of, you know, kids that were abducted and then are later. I mean, Elizabeth Smart is the obvious one that pops into my mind right. first. And and I just look at her and, and I'm so grateful that she has been able to manage all of it. Yeah. With such grace mm-hmm. and just strength. And I, I read her book and, and as she describes everything that she went through, yet she is still so, and she, she's okay. Yeah. Yeah. She had a lot of help. Scared. She had a lot of help and a lot of support. She's now married and. You that's know, what I was thinking about this kid. Able to, can, you know, live a life. And be an advocate, a productive right. life and be an advocate. And do that. And that's just what's always so scary to me when I think about these yeah. kids that have been going through God knows what for however long. I mean, this kid, eight years, where has he been is what's happened. So, right. you know, heart and prayers and good did thoughts. Did she go through just like tons of therapy? And like, how did she, how was she able to go from that to being like, okay with the situation? Yeah, I think so much of it had to do with her just making the decision. It's like, okay, what, who do I want to be? And what do I want to do? And how do I want my life to be? I mean, yes, this happened to me. And it was horrible and it is awful, but it's over. Mm-hmm. It, it's not happening to me now. So why why relive now what isn't happening anymore? Yeah. And I, mean, she, I think she just made the decision that she wanted to get past it. And a lot of therapy. Yeah. 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 To help her get there. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.